0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Ben's, Ben Hilaire. And of course, you are vibing to the Dread Head and Tech podcast. Look, let me say I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry for the long pause I took to complete season one of this podcast. And the reason why is because last time we spoke, I was in the valley, right? And then when I came back from the valley, I flew back to New York. And then three days later, I had to fly to South Florida. Then from there on, I spent the rest of December in South Florida. Then when I came from South Florida, I was trying to go back to New York. But the first week, my flight was canceled because of the weather was having. Right? So I had to spend an extra week in South Florida. And then when I finally got back to New York, the second week of January. Um, oh, by the way, Happy New Year. I forgot. It's a new year, 2018 now. But yeah, so I came back. When I came back to New York, I had to you know, one, you know, work on the Nest app. We had to fix some bugs before we launched it. Uh, you know, and also to had to get the team together to go over the, our game plan for the year, and then I had some other things that I had to basically wrap up and finish up uh up for this month. So I was extremely busy. I couldn't really get to this podcast uh, the past few weeks, but never mind that. You know, it's a new episode, episode nine, and right now for this episode we have a great guest, Young King for this episode, named Ayande. Ayande uh, is part of our neighborhood start fund you know it's the same fund that basically invested in our company and this young king have an amazing business he's working on called up next so what i'm gonna do is let ayande tell you more details about who he is and also what up next is about
1: what's happening ladies and gentlemen um many thanks to my boy benz man many thanks to what he's doing with this platform um, I'm happy to be a part of it for sure. So, what I'm doing specifically, my name is Allende Arnett. Um, I come from the South Side of Chicago, and I've been in this tech game. I've been in this tech world for a couple of years, and you know, had my pitfalls, and had my mountains to climb, and had my triumphs as well. Um, but what I'm doing is a music tech startup called Up Next um, think of us simply as fantasy sports meets the music industry um, just to put it simply and that's that's the simply that's the simply put version or definition but Benz you already know like we got so many more moving parts than that yeah. but like what we do is we make a game out of finding up and coming artists, and and sort of betting on your own ability to recognize their talent. Um, the ultimate goal is to uplift them and to get more exposure for their for their artwork
0: and for their music. Were you always like either tech savvy or interested in tech? How did that tech come about? Not even. That's what I'm saying. Like, tech ain't coming
1: to place in, like, high school. Really? It ain't even coming in place, like, when I got into college. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. What What inspired
0: that? What was that inspired you to actually find tech interested?
1: It wasn't even what inspired tech. It's what, like, uninspired me with everything else. Mm.
0: Elaborate on that for me, bro.
1: Okay. So, put it like this. You necessarily don't have that much direction as a kid, mm-hmm. you make it through high school, you just following the rules, you following what people set out for you. You get to college, it's kind of the same thing. I was I had a total lack of passion, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I feel like I was blessed to have intelligence to like not try hard and still pass classes. To break it down, one of my best friends' fathers, he threw me a bone like, yo, I'm an angel investor. I manage a fund, we got a health tech startup, fuck it, just go be an intern over there, like, mm-hmm. just do your thing, mm-hmm. so I fucking look the fuck up, like, and a lot of times, bro, that's all it takes, bro, you just gotta be, it's a matter of circumstance, bro, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying, I'm telling you, I'm privileged, fuck in that aspect, bro, like, I knew somebody that knew somebody. A lot of times you never gonna be in that situation. Yeah. Like it took me 22, 23 years to know
0: somebody that knew somebody. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay. And, and then okay, once she once she got that connect from the from the from the pops on uh, the homeboy dad, you doing an intern and then now what? Now like okay, what you was doing in that intern position? What was the task that had you doing?
1: Right. So starting off they had me doing basic shit, like lead generation. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know what lead generation is, it basically means like whatever business you're running, find somebody that you could possibly sell that shit to, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, we selling software to like hospitals and health systems. So I'm like literally making a spreadsheet. I'm finding like a thousand hospitals they could, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. sell to, and then you know. Okay you do you do well with that shit And I was like okay Start making calls Cold calls So I started getting on my sales pitch Okay I'm making cold calls to hospitals And then it's like okay You're doing decent with that Start like building a strategy For us uh, start, start figuring out what we should Actually say and how we should Kind of strip to sell To these people so like they walk me Through the whole biz dev The whole business development cycle, Mm. and I appreciate that shit because that shit taught me a lot.
0: Okay, but after that, okay, after you was done with college, done with the intern, then what?
1: Okay, so I had a big sister, right? My my older sister is brilliant as hell. Her name is Woose. Her nickname, at least, is Woose. (laughs) So she's brilliant as fuck, right? She's in med school at the time. She comes to me with this idea like, yo, I'm going to make the Weight Watchers for chronic diseases. So basically, she made this shit where it's like, I'm going to tell motherfuckers with high blood pressure and chronic kidney disease. I'm going to tell them how good this bag of potato chips is. I'm going to put a letter grade on it. A, B, C, D, F. How good it is for their health, you know, how helpful or harmful it is for their health. So she did that. We did that. You know, I was the business arm of it. She was more the mind behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up getting, you know, we got into this incubator in actually Chile in South America. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've been telling, you know, people this whole day I've been here, like, about that experience. Lived there for like seven months just yeah. on the strength that they have an incubator in Chile where the Chilean government will pay you if you got a dope idea. They'll pay you yeah. forty thousand so like, no, dollars. It's like come down here, like fuck with us.
0: Yeah. Before you go on any further, I want to say for those who don't know what an incubator is, can you elaborate what that is? Like, oh yeah, you experienced for sure. So an incubator, um.
1: It's basically a hub for tech startups to come, learn, grow. And typically, they will give you a little bit of money. Now, Startup Chile was unique in the fact that they gave us $40,000 grant, which means equity-free. They don't want nothing from you. They're going to give you that 40000 The only thing in return we had to do was, like, you know do some community building shit in Chile mm. so I had like a couple speeches I had to get to local colleges I had to show up for like entrepreneurship fairs I had to pay my dues in that in that aspect but they ain't mm. had nothing else from me they ain't try to take no equity out of the business they ain't try to own none of my shit that's dope. you from yeah. you being an entrepreneur you know how clutch that, that is yeah, like, that's you though
0: that's sweet <laughs> exactly what? 40k for no 40k for equ- equity Crazy. oh man that's a blessing yeah boy. so basically that was my introduction to this tech damn, shit damn that a great introduction to this text <laughs> <shit. laughs> cash will get you hooked and it's like damn word we, okay so yeah, you guys got 40k what, what did you guys do with that 40k so basically we came out
1: with an MVP product a minimum viable product um And it was a website. It was enough to like, you know, input whatever food you want to eat, input, you know, your health specifications, so like your height, your weight, you know, what chronic disease you're dealing with, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's chronic kidney disease, or you might even want to goddamn just be on some healthy eating shit. And we came out with a system that would tell you exactly how healthy or harmful the food is for you and the ultimate goal we was gonna be lit the ultimate goal was to be like okay we in the supermarket you can scan this bag of chips and it's gonna
0: tell you right so that was the ultimate goal right so what happened like like was it a success Did they didn't end up selling it or what was the over outcome from that idea honestly man like And
1: not to sound like a cop-out, but I kind of felt like it was too early for the time. Because we had this product where people could, like, literally choose what they want to eat and see how good it was for them, like, personalized for them and for what they had going on. But at the time, we were figuring out, like, People didn't necessarily want that. People wanted, like, a list of foods they could eat. They didn't want to choose the foods themselves. Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. They wanted, like, somebody to, you know, similar to music, like, how you want a playlist yeah, pre-packaged true. for you. Yeah. They wanted a food playlist of, like, yo, this is what I could eat. I don't even want to have to look up shit on my phone. So I feel like it was a little before our time, anyway. Uh, but fast forward, like, we did the Startup Chile thing. Forty k, um, went back to stage, chill for a minute. I got us into another accelerator, which wasn't that much money, but it was still decent. Called the Iron Yard. I don't, I think the Iron Yard actually like went out of business <laughs> since then. Mm. But we got into another one I got a little bit more money. Yeah, how, how much did you get from that? From the Iron Yard? It
0: was only twenty k. Oh, okay. And they actually took equity out, so it was a, mm. And and then. And then was that for the same business y'all doing, uh, you doing, doing, with, doing with, your, with your sister? Was it, was it like the a same, new business? Same exact one. And then did you guys end up pivoting to saying, okay, people don't want to have to buy for themselves. They want a list of food to buy. Did you, did you go with that idea now with, with the new uh, route of like um, giving them a list of food to buy? Or was it the same um, business we, model? We tried to
1: do something similar to that. So we started like more so, like a blog where we would put like foods and we would put like healthy eating recipes out there for people and all that. But, um, honestly, ultimately, bro, like that shit just wasn't for me. Um, at the end of the day, like I, we went hard on it, we went as hard as we could go with the resources we had, but like that shit, like, I wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying like eventually all good things come to an end that's mm-hmm. what they say
0: like yeah, yeah especially if there's no passion behind it you know if I'm there's saying? no right really force it you know what I mean so so now from that, so okay so okay you end up telling okay how did you break down to your sister that you wasn't passionate about it I mean she was still your partner
1: you know bro it's kind of like when you got that brother sisterly vibe like we was business partners but at the end of the day like you know, she was four years old when I was born. Like she held me in her arms on some like kitty shit. Like, <laughs> like we had that fucking vibe where she knew like if I wasn't into some shit, this shit is not gonna work out for me in the long run. So she, she I believe she, can, if I remember, if I remember correctly, bro, she came to me like yo, you not really into this, and she was just real like. On some mature shit. Like I'm. I was still immature. As fuck. But she was on some mature shit. Like just tell me like. What. What you really want to do. Like. Mm. You know. Cause it obvious. It's obvious that you don't want to do. What we're doing right now. So. She came at me like that. And I was like. Yo. You right. That shit ain't really my passion. You know. Like the health. The whole healthcare. I was frustrated with the whole healthcare system. At that point. Like. It's so much shit you got to cover in health. Like, it's so technical. Mm. Like, you got to be, for one, you got to be compliant. You got to be HIPAA compliant, which is like, you got to have government certifications to even do this shit. And then everybody in healthcare is like, you know, stiff as hell. <laughs> I have no wiggle room for anything. I'm like, yo, this shit is like... This shit is, like, not me. Like, yeah, they too serious. Too serious, right? <laughs> so, my sister, she kind of, like, gave me that breath of fresh air. Like, if you don't really rock with this, do what you want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: So, we ended up splitting up. Like, it was it was a friendly split up. Yeah. Like, she knew, like, you know. Yeah. Y'all still cool. Y'all still sister. That's, like, your blood sister. That's that not my blood.
0: And like now.
1: And to put a date on it, this is, like, summer of 2015. Mm. When, yeah. we, when we kind of finally... Split ways, but granted, when we split ways, we in the accelerator. Okay, so I didn't even tell this part, but when I say I got us another twenty thousand, yeah, I got us into another accelerator program.
0: Like okay, before you go on, like obviously, <laughs> yeah, you, you have ways to get into accelerators for for those listening, even for me. Shit, like how do you get involved in these? It's not like you you have an easy way, or technique to do it. Like what's the what's the secret? it's no easy way. Um, it's no secret, but what you
1: got to do like any other fucking thing on earth. You got to build a relationship with the people. Mm-hmm. So before I would even apply, I'm trying to holler at whoever runs the program, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. "Yo, this is me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is my startup. This is what we want to do. How can we be a value to you? How can we help you out?" Mm-hmm. You know, cuz a lot of I think a lot of people think like, "Yo, They, you know, I'm going to build a product where they can't resist me. Mm -hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. Like, even if you got a product, whoever's going to give you money, they got a product too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they need to, like, be reassured that you're the one. So you need to build that rapport with them before you even think about connecting with them on, you know, a business type of relationship. Mm -hmm. So I was hitting this dude up. Honestly, I took a year off. Like, I got into their accelerator a year before we actually committed, just because I was building up the relationship, talking to this dude, mm. fucking figuring out what went right with them, what went wrong with them. I'm in his ear, basically. You know, we on hella Skype calls together, you know? And they felt like they knew me, I guess. So, we That's smart. Yeah. It was just all I knew. Like, I ain't know anything else yeah. what to do. I ain't know, the, like, the technical aspects of shit. So, like, yeah. all I knew was to build a relationship. And that's, like, what will take you
0: further than anything, you know? And then from there, okay, so basically right now, okay, so you have one, 40K, another on 20K. So, I'm guessing you end up getting into another third one. Not with that. Not with that. Not with that startup. Okay. So, while,
1: while I'm in the 20K accelerator... Um actually that's when me and my sister we finally you know what I mean we figure out like yo this shit ain't working. She kinda cut me loose, like yo, do your thing, like you 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 don't put in enough work, like do your thing, like right. So at that time I'm in South Carolina where the accelerator was. That's where the accelerator was housed. Mm. But keep in mind, like I went to school in Atlanta. Atlanta's a two hour drive away. Literally every weekend I'm driving to Atlanta Fucking with my homies That's like in the music game Mm. Driving back to South Carolina After the weekend Driving back next weekend to Atlanta Fucking with my homies That's in the music game Mm. Driving back And I end up like yo Learning some shit Like I'm always in the studio With these boys Like I'm going on Like mini tours with them My bad I'm going on mini tours With them and shit Mm. You know Fearing out What the fuck was really, you know, the nuts and bolts behind this independent artist shit, and like something hit me, like, yo, my passion, like, I gotta go with my passion, which I've always known, but it really hit me in that situation, like, music and sports is like my only passions that I ever really damn cared about, you know, in the world. Like, healthcare was never a fucking. School, obviously, was never it. I was a BC student all my life, you know. Um, so, music was it. I was on my own at that point. Like, I had to make it happen, right? Fast forward, me just brainstorming the whole that whole summer of 2015. Mm-hmm. Figuring out, like, yo, I got all these friends that are artists. They doing big shit to me. They might not be getting the most attention like on a national level. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that? Like I feel like these boys don't like. How can we incentivize people to really listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, this this is still summer of 2015, right? I'm on the south side of Chicago now. I'm in my fucking mom's basement. <laughs> my parents' basement, right? Mm-hmm. One day I walk to the fucking bus stop. And I just see the CTA bus. That's the bus in Chicago. I see the CTA like back to back. It's an advertisement for DraftKings. Boom. That shit shoot pass. The next bus, it's an advertisement for FanDuel. Boom. That shit shoot pass. I'm like, yo, this is all fantasy sports. Like, mm, that shit that fucking popular right now. I was on a fantasy team at that time. Like I was yeah, on a fantasy football league right now, right at that time. But it was like, I still wasn't taking it seriously. But then I saw that shit, like, yo, that's what people like. So that shit kind of was like my light bulb moment, like, yo, what if we could like make a game out of the music industry and finding these up and coming artists, mm-hmm. right? So that was like. When that shit totally shifted, like, my whole, like, trajectory of what the fuck I was trying to do shifted, bro,
0: like. Mm. And then, I'm guessing that once that light bulb moment happened, that kind of gets you started, you know, to create what is now up next. Now, one thing we, well, from how we met, how we connected is through the whole neighborhood start Fund. Right. Uh, how did you get connected with that? With the whole right, know, right. Dying in a little bit fiasco?
1: Right, right, right. So, yeah, man. I've been telling you about the whole journey. So, fucking... <laughs> that journey was like, yo... I was lucky as fuck. I started up next. I realized I wanted to take aspects of that fantasy football shit and bring it to the music industry. Mm-hmm. And then I had an idea. I ended up getting into another accelerator program... Like, that's kind of my theme. I'm an accelerated nigga, you know what I mean? I know how to do that shit. I got into this shit called Project Music. They gave me a little bit of seed funding, yada, 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 yada. Um, fast forward to the end of 2016. I have seed funding. I have enough to pay a developer to actually get my shit off the ground. And then I luck up and... Um, for a connection of mine. Somebody tells me, like, yo, Lupe is coming to Chicago, and they're doing a pitch competition. You should fuck with it. So I look it up. I'm kind of skeptical at first, because, like, pitch competitions, they're not all the same. Like, some be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Some be just for show. Like, I'm trying to put on a show. I need entrepreneurs to pitch. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, skeptical. But I'm, like, fuck it, bro. Like, the The worst that could happen is I practice my pitch in front of an audience and like they give me feedback. So I go there like literally I go there. Um, it seems legit. I meet
0: Diane, I meet Lupe, I pitch. A lot of us know who Lupe fiasco is. And then uh, let me kind of like, well, do you want to give them an introduction to who Diane Eisner? Like you so say, you meet Diane Eisner. Sure. So from your perspective, like how would you describe? who Diane Eisner is or what company she is or what what, what does Diane Eisner does
1: Diane was funny cause when I met her when I met her the only thing I say about I could say about her is she was very unassuming like you wouldn't know how much influence and power she has when you first meet her right she was nice as fuck but anyway I come to find out like She's this powerful lady in Silicon Valley that is an executive at the Waze app, the navigational app, the the GPS app known as Waze that has been acquired by Google in recent years. So she was a she was a, a head honcho, but she played you know obviously played it off like she wasn't right, or maybe she didn't play it off, but maybe I was just so like uninformed that I ain't know. But anyway, Diane happened to be this executive in Silicon Valley that had this initiative like, yo, I want to reach back into the inner city. I want to reach back into the urban environment, Chicago, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Brownsville, New York, to be exact, where, you know what I mean, there's not a lot of light shown on these entrepreneurs. Like, they got bright ideas. They just ain't got the
0: resources to get shit done. So, okay, so now that you got involved with the, you won the competition, you got, you got involved with the Fiasco and Dionizer. what was the next step? Or in other words, like, what is the app? No, as a matter of fact, what was the app then? Kind of like you pivoted the app. So what was it before? When you what, what did you win the competition with? And also, what is it now? Right, right. And that's thing. like, even to go back like to what you said, like, you know, I had the
1: background. I had raised money before and all that shit. Um, but I... At the same time, like, I ain't fucking know how to use that money. <laughs> like, I feel like I squandered that money on silly shit. Like, it's a learning process. Like, you get money, you don't necessarily know what to do with it when you first get it. So, when I won that... Um, that neighborhood start fund initially, that pitch competition, we got the 5000 it's like, okay, I added it to a little bit of what I had left over. But I ain't know. But I know enough, like, yo, I need to find, like, an in-house developer to build this shit out. Like, at the time, um, I was coming off to keep it transparent. Like, I was coming off being burnt by a developer. So, like, the, the app that I thought I was going to get never happened
0: i lost like five thousand you know fucking around and like i've been there i feel the pain bro it's the worst bro i did the same mistake the first time when i first got involved with a developer dog. it's like uh. exactly. so when you when you a non-technical founder it's kind of hard to hire the proper coder because you don't really know what to look for what to expect and also what to call folks out on their bullshit you know what i mean so as a non-technical non founder from your experience, you can see why it would be important to either learn a little bit about the coding aspect or get somebody that kind of either in that course or in that, in, in that background kind of like, help you find a great coder himself. So it's like, okay, so you're getting burned. I mean, I don't know, I'm saying from my experience, I, I, I got burned because I feel like I'm a non-technical um, founder. So I didn't really know what to look into. Do you feel like that was the same reason why you got burned or was it something else that, that made you cause to get burned by the, the, the developer? That's
1: ninety percent of why I got burned. I didn't know what to look into, and the other ten percent was I trusted somebody I shouldn't have trusted. Mm.
0: Was it a friend of yours? I mean, I don't try to get no no names of dropping, but it was it more of like, you know, you just met a random person you hired, or was it like a yeah. somebody you know, a random person you hired? No, you? no, no, not random. Any friend so, that you.
1: That's what that's what makes it more fucked up because I got a referral by this guy that I knew that was in the tech space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, another black dude, another another brother of color. You know what you think you could trust? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it was on him, honestly, but he the people he referred me to just weren't solid. And because he referred me, like, and I trusted him. And I put my trust in them as a result. Um, and then after like four months of wasting my time and like four to five thousand of wasting my money, it's like, yo, y'all not coming through. We gotta cut this shit off. Mm-hmm. Right? So so that's kinda how I came into play with it. And that was how I was coming into the neighborhood start fun, that whole pitch competition. Like mm-hmm. I was coming off that, like I still had a vision for the product that I wanted. But the boys just kind of deliver, right? Um. So at this time, when I got burned, I was trying to build just a regular website, a web
0: mobile site. You know? Okay. You end up getting burned, right? So because of that, you had to basically turn into an iOS app, right? Uh huh. So
1: I don't even think we had to, but that was just like. That was like my initial reaction Like I got burned Fucking with a web mobile Let me figure out how I can get An in house dude That can do like a native app Which is like you know Straight for iPhone mm-hmm. um, Cause that's our demographic So You know Through my connections I find a guy in Chicago That is willing to work With me for like you know, I, I had to pay him a little bit of money, mm, cool. but basically he ended up coding my MVP. Um, now, granted, I don't want to make it seem like it's easy, like to find somebody that can do this shit for you with limited funds like I had. Mm-hmm. Like you know as well as I know, like <laughs> it's a struggle. She, she it should cost. It bottom line is tough, bro, and even like even like despite the cost even you know, minus the cost like just to get somebody a developer to buy into what you're doing mm-hmm. and actually want to work with you and for you that shit is fucking hard bro Like, so basically I found a guy through a shared connection and I would say that's probably the best way for uh, a new entrepreneur a new tech entrepreneur to find development if you're not a developer yourself you probably got to find it through a shared connection. Like, okay, what's, what's a shared connection? A shared connection is to find somebody that you know or you're cool with that has already did this tech shit before you mm. and can say like, yo, can put a stamp on somebody like, yo, this is a decent developer. He can help you. Now, in my case, motherfuckers put the stamp on my developer. Mm. He was still like A baby developer though Like he wasn't like A dude that had Churned out like 10 apps Like Yo I got I'm in the app store I'm getting a 100k download No He had like Made his first iPhone app You know It probably had like 15 downloads uh, Friends and family But The other thing that goes into play Is like How passionate they are Like do they connect with your idea? Do they understand your idea? And this developer happened to like fit that box. Like he was all about what I was trying to do. He was all about uplifting the new and emerging artist. He was all about making a game out of finding that shit. Like as music lovers, music explorers, like that shit is fun for us. Like finding an artist that you can quote unquote bet on and then watch their progress and latch on to their journey and then figure out, how right was I? Mm-hmm. Did this boy flop, or did this boy really go on to be the next chance to rapper? you know? I found my guy, I found my developer. He developed 95% of my app, and just to put it blankly, to put it yeah. bluntly, since we off the liquor at, like, 2 a.m. in Palo Alto <laughs> to, to put it bluntly mm-hmm. um, he got a, he, he had some legal difficulties right mm-hmm. so like and I mean I've only told the only person that knows this is Lyndon the only person in this house out of 10 people in this house is Lyndon but to put it bluntly like my developer he developed 95% of my shit and right now he in federal prison You know what I mean? And I can't take that shit back. I wasn't with him when he did what he did. You Mm. know what I'm saying? With that being said, he told me before we even started, he told me about his legal situation. Right? He told me like, yo, there's a possibility I might be fucked up with this shit. Mm. Boom. We don't know exactly what's gonna come of it. He calls for five months. Boom. Comes out with an MVP. For up next it's 95% done
0: yeah. and
1: then he gets sentenced right oh, man! so this is like fast forward to February of 2017 and it's like yo we know you're going to prison now like I put it on him like now your job is to find somebody a successor for you
0: find somebody to replace you so that ends up becoming his job from you describing what the app does earlier when we first started in the intro to what you're saying it, it does when you got into the into the uh, neighborhood start fund, what was the reason why you guys pivoted? Was that the reason why you guys pivoted to becoming strictly web based because of your of, of losing your main developer on the on app based platform? Or what was another reason why you guys came to be what you are today? that's a
1: part of it that's a, that's definitely a, 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 a part of it not the main part of it but it is a, a substantial part of it because we lost our iOS developer so we found a dude he kind of filled in the extra 5% remaining and then we released a beta app that summer of 2017 mm-hmm. boom it was decent it's the fantasy sport for music right? but we, what we found out as we um, were in private beta And we had like about 100 people touching our app We had people all the way from Casual music listeners To artists To fucking booking agents To artist managers To ticketing agents To fucking record label executives We had all types of people on our platform Touching our shit Figuring out what the fuck is good What the fuck they don't like We just trying to learn at this point. So we do that for a whole summer. We do that for like four months. Four and a half months right. And what we figure out is like okay. Out of everybody that's rocking with our platform. And everybody that's logging in regularly. Like more than once a week. What they like to do is actually look at our artist leaderboard. So like fuck the whole game shit like we doing this, this gamification like we're making like yo I can sign a new, a new and emerging artist to my label yeah. but what they're really looking at is they're looking at this artist they're looking at T. Grizzly on our artist leaderboard they're looking at T. Grizzly like yo how did he rise this much in this little time mm-hmm. How do, how does he compare to this other artist why is this, this other artist not moving? So then we looked at it like, yo, this artist score is something we need to do, right? This artist score is something that could speak volumes to what we're doing. So right now, we are we're, we're, we're close to being done with the finished product, at least the first draft of the finished product. So, people can go to our website right now, man. It's www.theupnext.com. That's T-H-E-U-P-N-E-X-T.com. Theupnext.com. Not Upnext, but TheUpnext.com.
0: Yeah, I'll be sure to add that on the on the notes, So, Do you guys have your own social media platform for the brand? Yeah.
1: Yeah, all our social medias are under...
0: Up Next Music app Up Next Music app So if they want to go follow you on Instagram Twitter Whatever Just go Up Next Music app exactly. And they could like Keep up with the Progress Let's keep connected uh, Do you have like Any like Last words you want to say To the listeners That's listening
1: Man All I gotta say is Man yo You know what I'm saying Reach for the sky Cause like This shit Wasn't promised to me I, I had no no dreams of like being in the position I'm in, but like that should happen. If you got any fucking dreams, any passions that you want to pursue, go ahead and do it. Don't wait on it, don't think about it, don't sleep on it. Just do your thing. <laughs> like, go for it. Like, even if it's a risk, take a risk, man. You, you young enough to. I imagine everybody that's listening, to this is young enough to take a risk and bounce back from a risk, even if that risk doesn't work out how they want it to. So like, just go do that shit, because like, life is too short, baby. 2014, I moved out way nine.
0: 2015, I got my heart decline, 2016, I'll pick a capital down. 2017, I think I'm back up now. I had a i done had enough in a tech space. I'm a thug, think that I sell drugs I'm a dreadhead, that's constantly judged